Welcome to Brightline Living, the official podcast of Brightline Eating, where we focus on living a life free from food obsession and filled with peace and unstoppability. Each week, Dr. Susan Pierce Thompson, New York Times bestselling author and founder of Brightline Eating, will cover topics ranging from food addiction to fascinating science and how to live a bright life. Now here's Susan with the audio version of this week's blog. Hey there, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So this is a series of extremely important vlogs. This is vlog number two in the series and the series is on the new Brightline Eating Last week, the vlog was The New Brightline Eating, Part 1, The Mission. And I announced the new mission of Brightline Eating, which is first, first and foremost, 1 million bright transformations by 2025. And number two, after that, Brightline Eating is standing with anyone who wants to stand with us, and I will be leading the charge to build that global coalition to see that global obesity rates start to trend down by 2030. Brightline Eating will play a small but absolutely critical part in that global mission. So that's the mission that we're on here. This vlog here is called The New Brightline Eating Part 2, The Phases. So what do I mean by the phases? Well, phases or stages or levels or something. I think stages or phases would be the right name. Think of it like developmental psychology. And for many, many years, um, I taught a college course on lifespan developmental psychology, how the human being develops mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually throughout the lifespan. And there are... um, stages of development. That's how lifespan psychologists see it. Um, There's, you know, the stage where you're in utero, then there's the stage where you're born and you're a child, and then there's the stage where you're an adolescent, and then there's the stage and so on, adulthood and so forth. Um, The stages here or the phases are bright line eating used to be a child. That was the first phase of bright line eating. That was Everything up till now, that was the first seven years of Brightline Eating, was phase one. You can think of it as childhood. And now Brightline Eating is entering adolescence. We all know that um, what happens when you enter adolescence is a little thing called puberty, (laughs) which is a two-year period of time, actually, uh, that culminates in um, monarchy or spermarchy, which is like, oh my gosh, it's an event that happens. But really, it's a two-year period of time where, for one thing, there's a massive growth spurt where the organism gets a lot taller all of a sudden. Happens females about two years before males. Um, uh, that is what we're about to go through right now. We are entering phase two, which is adolescence. One of the global differences between phase one and phase two is phase one was very reactive. It was not all planned out in advance with a roadmap to what was trying to be built. 
Um, and that was for a very good reason, which was I wasn't really trying to build this at all. I was trying to write a book called Bright Line Eating. That was what I thought I was doing, right? Everything else kind of happened because it just happened. I mean, I believe now that it was meant to happen, but it was not um, planned in advance. Now that we've got seven years of building stuff under our belt, we're taking a pause. We have actually been taking a pause. If you've noticed that I've been less kind of, well, I've been shooting the weekly vlog consistently for years upon years without really a pause. But um, if you've noticed because you're a bright lifer or uh, whatever that I'm less present in the community, part of that is because I've been taking a pause to assess what we should be doing from an intentional standpoint. Like if we were to be extremely intentional about planning the whole Bright Line Eating ecosphere, what would it look like? And that's what we're rolling out now. It's not reactive. It's planned and intentional with you in mind and with seven years of data of what's amazing, what hasn't been so amazing, what's been working, what's not been working. And so in this vlog, I want to present to you the seven ways that phase two is going to be qualitatively and in some ways quantitatively as well, different from phase one. Difference number one, the customer journey the bright lifer's journey. In other words, your experience. In phase one, what happened was people either signed up for the 14-day challenge or the boot camp, or they read the book. And then there were a lot of other courses that they could sign up for as well. And the subjective experience of someone going through that journey was that they were always being asked to do another thing, do another thing, do another thing, do another thing. And what we're switching to now is a journey that's more true to your success and, and what it means to do bright line eating, which is a smooth customer journey, meaning at some point, you opt in, you register, you sign up like for a gym membership. You say, you know what? I want to go to this gym. I like the way people are looking and feeling and sounding who come out of this gym every day, and I want to belong. So you sign up for a membership. Maybe you pay monthly, maybe you pay yearly, um, but you sign up for the membership, and then you're in until you quit. And that is the significant way that your journey will be different in the new Bright Line Eating. Now, I also want to say an important thing about that, which is our research shows that you, people who do Bright Line Eating, are more successful when they stay in, when they stay in. So we're changing things around here to make it easier to just stay in to just be in because that is, it's not surprising, that's the psychology, that's the practice, that's the community, that's the support, that's the experience that best supports and enables your success with Bright Line Eating. And the transformation that's available around here is completely priceless. So we want you to have it. We want as many people as possible to have the Bright Transformation 
because that's how we're changing the world. That's how we'll achieve the mission, both of those missions, right? One million bright transformations by 2025. So we are making it easy peasy lemon squeezy for you to register and then stay in. Difference number two is around widening the tent. In phase one, the tent was relatively small. For some intentional reasons and some not intentional reasons, I actually remember very early on uh, in my experience doing this whole thing, going through a course on how to get an online course out into the world, and it said, think about who you're trying to serve. Who are they? Be specific. What's their gender? What's their age? What's their, you know, on and on and on. And I was imagining who I was trying to serve and they were female, middle-aged, um, ish and, uh, really high on the susceptibility scale, like binges, purges, struggling with their food so much. And, and sure enough, that's who we ended up serving. Now, it's also not a coincidence that, oh, by the way, that's me. <laughs> that's me. We ended up serving a lot of people who come from the demographic of Susan Pierce Thompson, um, which is not shocking from a psychological perspective. Similarity attracts similarity, like attracts like. It's like a garden variety finding in Psych 101, right? So not surprising. Now we're being intentional about widening the tent, That means um, making it more available to people with a broad range of budgets. It means internationalization as soon as we can. I'll talk more about how we're going to achieve that in a second. And it also means being intentional now about some different types of avatars. That's the name for like, who are you trying to serve? It's called an avatar, whatever, Um, like the movie. Yep. So the idea is that we're thinking, oh, we actually want to serve people at all susceptibility scores anywhere on that susceptibility scale who have weight to lose and who have been unsuccessful at losing it thus far. Bright line eating can help them, right? They might not need to be as strict with their bright lines, but this template, this formula, this roadmap will help them. We also want to serve people who just... Um, are abstainers in general. Like that's a personality trait. Gretchen Rubin has talked about that and I talked about that in a vlog a while back. Um, People who are abstainers and want a clear roadmap for their food. They're like, you know what? Food is complicated and confusing and I would really like someone to tell me what to eat, please, and when, and how, and how much. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Those folks are our folks as well, right? And also fitness, right? People who... Um, are maybe not going to abstain from exercise right away. There are ways that we can support them and serve them. We have not been doing a good job of that. And, and helping people get back into the gym after they've had some automaticity with their food, there's a whole universe of like, how do you do bright line eating uh, when you're so-called on the move, which is the name of our Bright Lifers uh, support group for people who are doing bright line eating while exercising, sometimes a lot, right? So those are some more avatars of people that we want to serve. Um, and so basically, we are widening the tent. Now, difference number three, and the main way we will accomplish this in phase two of bright line eating, which, oh, by the way, I do not have a crystal ball. I do not have a magic wand. Still waiting for those to arrive from Amazon. Um, but if I did have a crystal ball, I believe it would be telling me that phase two of Brightline Eating, this whole phase that we're talking about, 
it's slated to last somewhere between three and five years. That's my guess. Probably four to five. Now, the main vehicle for widening the tent is going to be really, really good tech. In particular, an amazing app. And oh, by the way, when are we starting to develop that? ASAP. Right after we get through this big change in phases that I'm telling you about, this big vlogs one, two, three, four, and the big pivot to membership that I'm talking about right now in these four vlogs, right away, we're starting to build the app. Now, we did try to build an app in 2016. Why would we think that we're going to be successful now where we weren't then? Well, we just have different tech leadership right now, and that is another example of the Midas Touch that Brightline Eating has developed. So we had we had good tech for what we needed in phase one. We had phase one tech, which was incredible folks who were so savvy at scouring the internet for what types of um, platforms were available to like merge together, to plug and play together through API interfaces, right? To deliver our programs. And oh my gosh, when I first started this and I was drowning in a sea of like, oh my gosh, I'll just go to Squarespace or Wix or Weebly or something and make up a website like on my own for $97. Um, I, I didn't do that. I didn't do that because I found someone who could build a WordPress website and we started from there. Phase two tech, now we have outgrown that way of doing tech and we've had to move to something called enterprise. Enterprise level is like, you know, companies that serve a lot of customers, like companies like JetBlue and whatever, right? Those kinds of companies. And they have what's called enterprise level tech. Well, um, there are folks who know how to build and create enterprise-level tech, including apps. And uh, I'm going to tell you the briefest story about how one such person ended up in my path recently because it just sort of illustrates the Midas touch that's going on around here lately. Um, Research shows that lucky people are lucky because, in part, because they listen to their intuition. So this one day, when was this? I totally don't remember. I couldn't tell you two months ago, three months ago, one month ago, I have no idea. But it was a little bit ago. Um, I had a meeting on my calendar that I woke up that day saying, why am I doing this meeting? It is not in alignment with my strategic objectives for Brightline Eating. Uh, It's a ridiculous request. Someone wants an hour of my time to provide a reference for somebody that I could just like tell them on the phone in five minutes. Yes, they're good, hire them. Um, Some consultant, like I was like, why am I doing this meeting? And I was about to cancel it, which is the which was the right thing to do according to all leadership principles and time management principles. And and a voice deep inside said, "No, just go. You better go to that meeting. Don't know why, but maybe it'll be a good meeting." So I go to this meeting and I meet this guy. I meet this guy. I give the reference for this person who's good. I explained why. And to explain why, I found myself telling him the whole story of Brightline Eating and what we do around here and who you are and your transformations and the book and the all of it. And I think what happened is this guy went, Brightline what? Like you're doing what? Okay, you all are about to change the world. And I was like, yeah, we kind of are right now in our own little corner of the world. And he said, how's your tech? And I said, 
well, we need to up-level it because we're at this juncture and blah, blah, blah. And he said, can I introduce you to someone? I said, yeah, actually, we, we could use an I said, can they build an app? <laughs> and he said, oh, yeah. So suddenly, I'm being introduced to a bloke named David Mitchell Hill, also known as DMH. Turns out DMH is the former chief technology officer for the United Kingdom. The United Kingdom. The whole United Kingdom. And suddenly I'm, I'm on Zoom with this guy. And in the interim, he's read the first book, Bright Line Eating. And he's thinking, you Brightline folks, you're about to change the world. And I want to work with you. And I'm like, you want to what? And he said, I want to work with you. And I said, you want to what? And he said, I want to work with you. And when I said, come aboard, DMH, come aboard. So the new chief technology officer for Brightline Eating used to be the chief technology officer for that little island cluster known as the United Kingdom, during which time he completely rebuilt their criminal justice platform. And oh, by the way, he also used to be the chief technology officer for Freeletics. Do you know what Freeletics is? Just the number one fitness app in the whole world, based in Germany, with more subscribers than any other fitness app in the whole world, with languages aplenty and uh, machine learning software to customize things to people. And oh, by the way, he helped build that app too and make sure that it was the best in the world. And he's done that for other apps as well that are right in our sphere. So um, suddenly we have this guy at the helm. So I'm just saying, the tech isn't going to be quite the same as it used to be around here. Um, props to our tech team because they've been working overtime for years. And also I'm excited because phase two tech is going to be in a whole different league, just in a whole different league. So that's another difference, the tech. Difference number four is going to be all about my role in this movement for the next few years. In phase one, the identity at the deepest level of Brightline Eating and Susan Pierce Thompson were totally merged. And yes, I'm going to talk about myself in the third person. I know that's kind of creepy. Please forgive me. <laughs> um, but I have to for this because really it's not me. It's SPT, right? It's the sort of thing out here, right? Okay. So Brightline Eating and SPT used to be completely merged at the deepest level, identity-wise. And I think that was true for me too. Like subjectively, I saw and felt what Brightline Eating needed was what I needed. Like I felt called and moved to stay up all night to help it, to create it um, as if it was, you know, um, the oxygen that I needed to breathe, right? The, 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 the sustenance that the movement needed was the same for me as the air that I needed to breathe. You know, I'm not kidding when I say things like, you know, I put my feet on the floor every day for you. Like it, that's been my lived experience. That's, that's going to change. That's been changing. And there's separation that's happening now between the identity of Brightline Eating and the identity of Susan Pierce Thompson. Here's how you're going to notice that that's happening. The vlog is going to change a little bit slowly. It's going to be less about me and my personal life. We're going to make sure if you want to hear about me and my personal life, I'll probably start a vlog off at the SusanPierceThompson.com website. Whenever that happens, you'll know. I'll, I'll give you an option to opt in over there. Um, but it's already started, right, with the podcast and 
Um, it's been a while since you've heard me talk about my marriage or whatever, whatever on the vlog, right? So there's already a gradual separation that's happening in terms of um, it, they're just not as blended anymore. But really, really excitingly, this this just makes me so excited. I can I just I just tingle. Oh my gosh. We are ready with this new model as soon as we have the bandwidth to do it, to create and roll out the coach certification training program that I've been talking about for five years already. That is like, there's no more barriers to doing it. I already, we already have people on the team who've created a model of what we need to do. We just need to get that going and roll that out. And then the other thing is ambassadors. What I'm, what I'm thinking we will call ambassadors. What's an ambassador? Um, there's a couple things. One is someone on social media who does Brightline Eating, who shares their life and experience with Brightline Eating out to the world. And then also an ambassador is an internal thing, like, um, you know, someone associated with the Brightline Eating team who shoots videos for our courses so that people going through the courses don't just hear one person's experience of the bright life of the principle being discussed in that module, but can hear multiple perspectives on it. Because this is not the only way to do bright line eating. This is not the only way to live bright. This is not the only way to have and manifest the bright transformation. And so by using the Brightline Eating platform to elevate experts. We have so many people in our community already, not to mention doctors. I haven't um, uh, mentioned doctors, but doctors, healthcare professionals, and so forth. We will be educating and providing a vehicle for them to become Brightline disseminators as well. So we will be elevating experts in all these different categories to go spread the Brightline Eating message in all these different niche subspecialty areas and ways. Can you see it? Can you see how many people so far? I mean, like 100,000 people have taken one or more of our courses since the beginning in the last seven years. We get emails all the time, like all the time from amazing people saying, Hey, Brightline Eating, here's my area of expertise and here's how I want to help the movement. And up until now, we were so busy as a team launching courses that, and we were so understaffed for what we were doing that those emails just went into the, gosh, would, would be nice to say yes to this, but we don't know A, what to do with it in our current structure and B, nobody has the time to address it right now. And so those emails received a, a very loving and polite, I, I, we don't know what to do with this right now. We love the idea, but um, not today. And so in phase two, we will have structures and vehicles and programs and processes to elevate those expert voices, get them licensed and out into the Brightline eating world, into the, into the you know, actual world <laughs> to be helping all the people who need help in all the ways that they need help with their Bright journeys. And what that is going to do is it's going to free me up significantly so that I can stay in my zone of unique ability, which is around PR, meaning like being on podcasts and TV shows and um, helping to educate the world that food addiction is real, that not everyone is equally susceptible, and that there are ways that we can change our 
cultural social norms so that global obesity rates can start trending down and that there's, there's a roadmap for people who really want to lose their excess weight. I'm a good spokesperson for that message. I'm also good at innovating and trying things out and educating people about stuff that's on the forefront, the cutting edge of living the bright life. Um, and it'll free me up to do that more and more, including creating more courses and teaching um, because I love to teach, right? And I'm good at it. I like to teach people. And then finally, it'll free me up to do research. And that means in part doing research. It means in part helping to fund research and helping to set the agenda for research that needs to happen on an inter international level. Because, you know, you've heard me say in this vlog before, it's a cocky thing to say, but in my opinion, the right studies aren't being run right? Some of them are. Some amazing studies have been run. But um, I, want, I want to get in there, like roll my sleeves up and get in there helping to educate scientific researchers and academicians and physicians about what a solid research agenda on the science of sustainable weight loss would look like and all the different elements of it. I have notes and notes and notes and notes about um, things that I want to do in that way that have been left undone because I've been busy in phase one, you know, with all the things that the Bright Line Eating movement needed from me in phase one. In phase two, I will be more freed up to stay in my lane of the things that I'm best at and surrender all the rest of it to the Bright Line Eating team and the Bright Line Eating community because there will be so many more hands to do the work of Bright Line Eating by elevating all these experts to do that work. Which brings us with a nice segue to difference number five, which is about research. In particular, in phase one, there was some confusion, uh, mostly on my part, I think, around the role of the Bright Line Eating entity, like the business of Bright Line Eating in research, right? Um, I was thinking, because I was confused, <laughs> and I hadn't thought deeply enough about it, and I just didn't have enough experience to know, to know better, I was thinking that it was my job and the business of the job of Brightline Eating as a company uh, to do all this research that I thought needed to be done. I see now that that doesn't actually make sense. Um, what what is Brightline Eating's job is to create and maintain an excellent data set with you know excellent best practices, including IRB approval, informed consent. Um, uh, HIPAA compliant data where necessary, where it, it relates to health information, um, that kind of thing, to maintain that database, um, to partner with uh, professional researchers who want to use that database, and to provide a subject pool for additional research on the order of, hey, everybody, uh, we just heard of a researcher who's running a study on um, the remission of diabetes uh, type 2 diabetes in people doing uh, the following three kinds of diets, you would be randomly assigned to one of these uh, diet types. Uh, if, you're, if you have type 2 diabetes and you want to be in that study, uh, click this link, that kind of thing, right? Um, so we're an amazing research pool of potential subjects. That's like what universities are, right? Every college student, uh, unbeknownst to them, is in such a research pool um, with flyers on the wall and, you know, emails coming out from the psych department and stuff saying, hey, there's a study happening. Do you want to participate? They'll pay you or whatever, right? So that's the role of the Bright Line Eating Company. 
my job as I get freed up in phase two is going to help to raise funds through the Institute for Sustainable Weight Loss, which has been dormant essentially since it was created. And um, so to, to, to resurrect the Institute for Sustainable Weight Loss, it hasn't been completely dormant, but mostly, um, to help raise funds for that and to um, make sure that an army of researchers who are already at places like Pennington and the Mayo Clinic and all the places, right, that that research starts to get done through a distributed network of professionals who are already doing research and grants that are already uh, happening and all that stuff. So research will grow up, essentially. Research will grow up. And difference number six is that in phase one, the curriculum of Bright Line Eating was not clear yet, it was not defined yet, and it was being created on the fly in somewhat of a reactive way that was good in the sense that as I and we together lived through the experience of helping all these people get bright and live bright and stay bright, it became clear what courses were needed. And I started creating them and offering them um, in turn. And now, over this um, incredibly like innovative idea-generating time that for me has felt very spiritual and very um, connected in my mind to like the big picture of Bright Line Eating and what this movement needs, um, some of the pages of these journals that I've been filling up, a lot of them relate to the curriculum of Bright Line Eating from the highest level, meaning um, what is the bright journey in its entirety? Like from the first moments all the way through the most mature 20, 50 years in maintenance that's absolutely in the flow and continuing to grow and evolve and mature in the deepest ways. What is the curriculum that produces that complete transformation? And I have it all mapped out now. Now, that's the subject for another very long vlog, but um, I have it, and I promise I won't keep it to myself. I will be sharing it. But uh, what matters for this vlog is that in phase two, the curriculum that will be built or the courses that are offered will be in service of the structure of that complete curriculum. The good news is that it's finite. It's a finite curriculum. It's a finite journey. What never ends is the deepening of the practice of it. It's kind of like the serenity prayer, right? Like, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. That's very finite. It's really three things. It's two, and then the wisdom to discern between them. It's an extremely simple thing. But mastery of it, one could easily say takes a lifetime, like true mastery, right? And all the important things are simple like that. You know, meditate, very simple. Sit there, focus on your breath. You're done, right? It's like, okay, well, that's simple, but it's hard. So the bright curriculum is more, more involved than those two simple structures that I just mentioned. But similarly, it's not that much and the living of it is a lifetime practice. And I cannot wait to lay out the curriculum for you. It's really exciting stuff. It's, I'm, it's my life's work. I'm super proud of it. So in phase two, the curriculum will be intentional as opposed to um, 
created in real time with no no vision or forethought of the whole picture. And finally, difference number seven is, and Trish, you ready for this? <laughs> You've been messaging me about this. Difference number seven is maintenance. Yes, maintenance. In phase one of Brightline Eating, we talked about maintenance, but it was not the focus. We were really busy helping people get bright and stay bright kind of from the beginning, right? And uh, one example of how maintenance wasn't the focus is that in all those years, seven years, I never created a maintenance course, not one that was dedicated just to maintenance. We did, have, we did have a lot of maintenance support in Bright Lifers, for sure. We had maintenance house where a lot of sharing happened. There's various maintenance documents. There's uh, the last module of the boot camp is all about maintenance and there's gold in there. Like there's a lot of good stuff, but there's never been a whole course on it. And what I am announcing right here, right now, is that the next year of Brightline Eating, this first year of phase one, I am dubbing the year of maintenance. The year of maintenance. And I, Susan Pierce Thompson, promise you that over the next year, we will be focusing on maintenance together, starting with what it takes to prepare for that focus at all. Because uh, maintenance is not the beginning of the journey. Maintenance uh, in thought and in action and in mastery comes in a little ways in. So I will start getting you up to speed with what you need to know to begin to really think deeply about maintenance. And then all year, meaning November 2021 to November 2022, will be a year dedicated to maintenance. So I'm just saying, putting my stake in the ground right now, no more will maintenance be an afterthought. It will be intentional. It will be built into the curriculum. And I can't wait to tell you about that. So here's what's coming next. This is, I'm wrapping up this vlog on the phases of Brightline Eating. Phase one versus phase two and what's different. Next week, the vlog will be about the membership. The membership. And I mentioned a date in last week's vlog. I'm going to say it again. November 16th. November 16th, 2021. Write that on your hand. Go circle it on your calendar. Go put a big all-day blockout reminder on your phone calendar. November 16th. Why? Because membership becomes available then. You will know everything that you need to know about what I mean by the year of maintenance. If you stay tuned in to the vlogs that are unfolding right now, within the next two to three weeks, you will have all of that information This vlog has already, don't complain at me, this vlog has already been long enough. I can't share everything in one vlog. (laughs) And it's, all the details aren't even quite ready yet. Like I said last week, I'm not lying about that. Like I literally was on the phone with, um, you know, Lori Lang, the head of marketing this morning saying, wait, what are we doing about this detail and that detail? And is that PDF that explains all the details, right? We're like talking about that. So we are working overtime. I start work at 4 a.m. these days. I promise you, 
everything will be revealed week by week in these vlogs. Just breathe with me. Give me another second. I shared a lot with you today. You might want to listen to this one again. It's jam-packed. If you don't, that's okay. You're like, Susan, I gave you enough of my time this week. Fair enough. Next week's vlog, The New Brightline Eating, part three, will be on the membership. Stay tuned. That's the weekly vlog. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brightline Living. Please post a review and subscribe to our channel. Interested in learning more about Brightline Eating? Visit ble.life slash podcast to find out more. ble.life slash podcast. Have a bright day.